Welcome to First 100K, the show where I interview successful entrepreneurs about how they made their first $100,000. Digging deep to find the tools, tactics, and superpowers that you can use to go from A to 100K. I'm your host, your coach, your friend, Joseph Warren. I'm also the founder of two co-working spaces here in Tampa, Florida, where I have the privilege of helping hundreds of entrepreneurs to start, launch, and grow their businesses. Today, our featured guest is fearless entrepreneur, Diane Daniels. Now, Diane, I'm super excited to have you on the show today. Diane is the founder and podcast host at Medicare Nation. And she's going to talk to us about the Medicare space, uh, which she literally is an expert in. Plus, she's like a badass New Yorker, which I really get and I love about her. She's a great hugger. Uh, which I also love about her, and I just went on a cruise with her, right, with all the podcasters, and it was fantastic. So, Diane, go ahead and fill in some of the gaps in that intro, would you? Joseph Warren, how you doing? Hey, this is the show where the New Yorkers come together. I'm from Brooklyn. Where'd you come from? I'm Long Island. You were Long Island. What part? Well, it's Long Islands. Which part? Suffolk County. Suffolk County. That's father for all you people that have no clue what we're talking about. That's going out the DPN, going towards Montauk, towards the end of the pier where the water is. You know what you're going to do? You're going to bring out my New York New York accent. You already I'm just bring saying, it out every time no, you talk no. on this show. I've been in Tampa, and I've really watered down my accent a lot, and now you're going to bring it out. This is like calling home. As soon as I call home, it's it normal. just comes back. Great. Here we go. All right, so fill in some gaps in that intro. What you got? So filling in the gaps. What do you What do you want our audience to know about you? Maybe that's what I want them yet. to know is that I have not been an entrepreneur for long. I have been a civil servant my whole life. My whole life, I've dedicated to the people, to the people. All right, I worked on an ambulance, uh, paid and then volunteered for twenty years, and then I also worked as a police officer for twenty four years. I'm fifty six now. It took up practically my whole half my life. All right, mm. so. I really had no idea how to have my own business. Didn't mm. even think about starting my own business until I retired. And I was only going to be 50 years old. Well, you, you can't retire at 50 years old unless you're a millionaire, okay? And when you're a civil servant, you're sure far, far away from being a millionaire. So I had to think about what I was going to do. So a couple of friends of mine told me to get into insurance. I was mm. like, what? Yeah. So I got into it, and I got to tell you, I hated it. Mm. Working for somebody else again, right? And uh, I was just about ready to give it up, but I was in a call center. And the manager comes in and says, hey, does anybody know anything about Medicare? And there was about eight of us in the room. We're like, "Uh, that's for old people. That's about it, yeah? So uh, he said, well, we're going to be starting to utilize Medicare products, so we need someone to go to training. I was on the verge of quitting, so I was like, oh, yeah, I'm ready to go. Let me go. So I went to the training. Loved it, got certified, and started out the door selling Medicare products. And what I found out was that people didn't even understand it. People mm-hmm. under 65 don't know what it is. We mm-hmm. don't care because we don't need it. And people that are 65 and above don't understand it, don't know, because there's too much information, not enough resources. Wow. I love how you, like— you're ready to quit. You're ready to leave the nine to five. Uh-huh. Opportunity presents itself. You just stepped into it. Nobody else did. Yeah. I was like, and now you found cool. like you're calling, right? 
Yeah, I, I think I have. Uh, I mean, I, I'm on the path. God's putting me on the path. That's where I am right now. I might have some other calling. Who knows? People tell me I should be a stand-up comedian, but I don't think I got the juice for that. I don't know. I don't, <laughs> I don't have it, but... You got the chops, I yo. got the, <laughs> So... But you know what? Uh, the way I see it is you get to be the voice for Medicare, right? And to really educate people on what they're missing, what they're not seeing about that whole space. And we'll get into the conversation here. But before we do, take a minute to share with us something personal that very few people in your business life know about you, Diane. I love music, like, tremendous. Like, I'm the kind of person that's in my car and my head is going, and I'm singing loud, and I've got the hand movements at the red light, dancing in the car, singing, not paying attention. So when I was in high school, uh, I was in an all-girls band back in the 70s, if I know that's a long time ago for a lot of people, but back in the 70s in high you school. Just, you just lost all I, our millennials. I know. I'm sorry, everybody. Millennials, come back on. She's going to bring. clean this up. You love music. So I was a drummer. You were a drummer? I was a drummer. How good were you? Not that good. I was not like Neil Peart, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> not at all, but... What about now? Oh, God, I haven't played in a long time. But okay. if someone asked me to please just sit there and they started playing a song, I could at least do a basic rhythm. Like if you were, like if we were out at a, like a bar or something like that, and all of a sudden the drummer fell and like broke his hand or something, and they're like, does anyone here play the drum? drums can anyone finish the set with us i'm hoping to god that they've been playing for like at least an hour because then people have been drinking and they probably won't notice the difference so yes i would get up there and just sit down and start playing something i could play some sort of a beat yeah i love it okay cool let's get down to business so our audience always loves to know how much revenue did your business bring in last year approximately gross revenue and, and thank god this is the reason why i'm on the show we just broke the hundred thousand mark. Did you really? Yes, yes, yes. So it's the first time about maybe close to one hundred and ten. Fantastic. Yeah. Uh -huh. And how many years you've been in business, or how long's it been? So for myself, it's only been four years. Four years with Medicare Nation. Four years. Got it. And what are you on track to gross this year, Diane? Uh, I would say about one hundred and twenty-five to one hundred thirty-five. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. So you're going small goals here. It's small, small goals. growth. Yep. Yeah? You don't want to shoot bigger. Oh, no. I want to shoot huge. Yeah? <laughs> I want to shoot huge. What's holding huge. you back from, like, doing 200 it's or not, 250? It's not holding me back. Uh, I moved to a different city, mm. and the move, you know, takes time. I also had a immediate family member uh, who got, you know, sick with a, a very serious illness, so that kind of had a little drawback. But things are still progression and still doing good. I'm very blessed. So any kind of improvement in profits is good. Love it's it. a good thing. So you're at peace with where oh. you're at, where you're headed. Oh, yeah. Totally. I could tell. That's awesome. So, Diane, we all love to hear, like, the wisdom, the advice, the strategies, the, the tricks, the stra the tactics and everything of, like, mega millionaires and billionaires, right? Because someday that's going to be us. Someday you're going to get there, right? However, the strategies and everything they share, it doesn't really apply to where we are now, does it? Because 90% of entrepreneurs, I believe, are struggling to make the first $100,000. Oh, they definitely are. And those struggles, completely different than when you're doing tens of millions, hundreds of millions, and billions of dollars. You agree with that? Oh, 100%. Awesome. So I'd like you to take us back to when you were struggling to make your first 100K, which was not too long ago. That's right. right. So this is very real, very present to you. 
paint us a picture. Tell us that story, like year one of your business. You, you're up and running. What does that look like? And let's get into the ugly because that's where a lot it of us struggle. It was really ugly, totally ugly right from the beginning because I went from working for a company that paid me uh, a monthly you know, stipend and then also working commissions. So I was at least you know, guaranteed a certain amount of money every month. And then I went from that to, oh, you are on your own. You're on your freaking own now. You got to get your own leads. You know, you got to do your own marketing. You got to do everything by yourself. Never mind that. Just to try to figure out how to even start your own business legally. Mm-hmm. Like, wh- what like the setting hell? up an LLC. Exactly. And, yeah. Right. Are you going to be an S Corp? You're going to be an LLC? What are you going to do? You know, it's like, oh my God. So I'm telling you, I went from a civil servant. So here I am now. Oh, my God, I got to start my own business. I don't even know what that means, what mm. the difference between LLC and S-Corp is. And I'm sure many of you out there feel the same way, you know. So it's, it's a struggle. So there's a tiny bit of a learning curve you got to do to figure that out. And you have to go to trusted people that you trust that you could talk to, whether, mm. you know, attorneys and then also like CPAs, to find out what's the best strategy to utilize to even start right there. You know, it's funny that you're saying this because literally – what we're working on right now at Co-Creative is we just uh, created uh, seven video tutorials that teach you exactly how to do that. Awesome. Like a do-it-yourself, plug-and-play, because there are so many small business owners that this is new to them. They've worked the nine-to-five corporate jobs. They're now you know, um, finished with that career. They're, they're looking for something to do. They have more bills to pay, and they're like, let me start a business, but they don't have a clue how to get started. No clue. And yeah, you know what's the a other common part dilemma. that we don't even talk about is so things are very different now than they were 20 years ago where people would work and be very loyal with a company. Mm. And they would end up working there 20, 25, 30 years. Sure. Most of them would get pensions, okay, and benefits, and they retire. And they'd be happy and, you know, yeah. let's go down the yellow brick road and everything's great until you're dead. Sure. Now, oh, no, there's no such thing as loyalty anymore. Pensions are being just – they're gone. They're, I can tell you right now – Probably of the thousands of people I've talked to over the years, if there's 2% of companies that give their employees retiree full benefits of a pension plus insurance benefits, that's a lot. Is it that ugly? Oh, it's that ugly. Oh, yeah. You, wow. Everyone's got to depend on their own 401ks, you know, putting in their own money mm-hmm. and preparing for retirement themselves now. So that's awesome that you, that you put that together. I'm telling you, people need it. I'm telling you, yeah, yeah we're on to something there. All right, so there you are, year one. Uh, you go out, you start your own business. You no longer have the income, that steady paycheck every week from that job that you had, that yep. career that you had, and there you are, right? So paint us a picture. What's going on in your head once you really realized, oh shit, like I got to do this all on my own? Yeah. So the uh, biggest struggle. During that, uh, those first two years was how to market the business. Mm. Uh, if you think about in the insurance industry itself, okay, so we're talking about uh, life and health agents. That's that's the uh, criteria and the specific part of insurance that I'm in that I'm licensed for. In the state of Florida, there are over forty six thousand licensed health and life insurance agents in Florida. So you are. We're, you're starting a business in a very crowded marketplace. Extremely Got crowded it. marketplace, okay? So right off the bat, major, major obstacle. 
So I knew what I had going for me. And number one is I get along great with people and I understand people. If anything, from my civil service career, that was being able to understand people, talk to people, not afraid to walk up to anyone, have a conversation, and a great listener. So I have great people skills. Yeah, so that's because you're a New Yorker. Uh, well, of course, yeah. It's fearlessness. Fearlessness, we I know. We grow up in that, right? We're but, thrown into the fire. But most people listening, if if they, you know, New Yorkers get stereotyped into, oh, they're so aggressive, they're so nasty, they're not friendly. I think it's really, we're just to the point, right? Because we don't we have are. time to waste. No, there's And no it occurs time. as abrupt and rude. I agree. We yeah. are real, actually very friendly, very loving, caring, warm people. You Absolutely. just have to understand that we can't tolerate, you know, you know, beating around that bush thing. That yeah, we don't do that. It's direct. We definitely occur point. as impatient. <laughs> but <laughs> All anyway, right, so keep going. So, uh, how to market myself was my biggest problem for me those first two years. So I started networking. Okay, mm. uh, join uh, all kinds of organizations, uh, chambers of commerces. Uh, BNIs, which is your business, Network Internationals, and things like that, trying to meet people. And I was just, like, exhausting myself. It is exhausting, Oh, isn't my it? gosh. It's exhausting. I've done it. Oh. And it's not fun. Uh, no, it's really not. Like, it's painful. It is. Yeah. yeah. Now, number one, so I'm putting out money. Sure. Okay? And there's hardly anything coming back uh, on the premise that this is going to help me to move forward to get more business. Uh, and that first year, it, it did not. I totally just lost my pants on that. Totally mm. just lost. It, there's no way. So, did, so in your money. opinion, did you spend way too much time trying the whole networking event thing longer than you should have? I do. Opinion? I I really do think I did. Uh, I think one year of that heavy networking would be sufficient for anybody in their business. Uh, over that is too much. You, you have to start moving into different directions. It's almost like that insanity thing, right? You keep repeating the same thing over and over and doing the same thing with the same results. Mm. Okay, it's not going to work. Okay, got it. It, You got a year. You really gave it a shot. You you took the learning curve. You talked to people. Where you're at is where you're at. You got to try something else now. Yeah, I'm going to be vulnerable here for a second, just transparent with our startup nation who's listening right now. You know, my business partner is in BNI, mm -hmm. and we've been doing it for about eight months now. And what we're finding is that we're following their systems, their processes, what supposedly works. And we have had uh, abysmal, terrible return on investment. And it's because it just doesn't work for our industry, mm -hmm. for our products. And we're like eight months in, we're probably, I paid for two years up front. Wow. And I think we're gonna lose our shirt on it. And uh, at this point, it's becoming kind of that insanity thing. Well, I'm so glad that you brought that up, Joseph, Why is that? because uh, so I was in BNI for four years. Wow. Four years. All right. I really should have left after the first year. Mm. Now, here I am in an in industry where I really should have got a lot of leads because people know people who need Medicare. It might not have been the people in the room, in the uh, you know chapter that I was in, but they know people, whether it was their parents, their grandparents, their neighbors, whatever. Yeah. So why do you think it wasn't working? What was missing? It wasn't working because. Uh, certain groups and occupations work well in BNI, mm. and I'll tell you the. Uh, I agree with that. The the real estate agent, uh, the person who does mortgages, the person who does home insurance, and the home inspector. Man, you can't touch that group right there. Those people will give referrals to each other every week. Okay, that's a home run set of people right there. So if you're out there listening to this show, get yourself in a BNI chapter. If you're one of those four. 
and you you will strike gold. As BNI calls it, that's your power team. That's a damn good power team, okay? Now, yeah, you would it. think, okay, being in the health insurance, at least for people over 65, that that would be the opportunity, but it, it doesn't. People forget about you when they leave that room, okay? Mm. Even a person with a very um, outgoing personality, very giving person, I'm a very giving person, it really didn't get that many referrals, okay? And I really tried, like you said, went through the processes, all of that. Uh, so finally, after four years, that's what I did. I sat down, figured out what my investment was, you know, uh, with money-wise. You, you know, you can never put a, a price tag on your time. Yeah, that's exactly uh, it. So, and it requires a lot of time. Oh, my God. So I'm going to make this so easy for you, Joseph. Get out. Yeah, If you If it. your ROI has just been abysmal. Yeah. Okay, after eight months, it, it's time to get out. You, Got it. You're not going to do anything better there. And, and people will call me all the time and ask me, should I stay in the chapter? And then I'll tell them, what's your ROI? Yeah. You know, where are you? And it's that simple. Don't argue the numbers. No, don't That's argue it. the numbers. So, so, anyway. so listen, I just want to thank you right there. You're welcome. You just confirmed the decision that we've been weighing. And, you know, it's the carrot. We're like, well, maybe, you know, it's right there. It's like if you put in the relationship, the time for the relationships over and over and long enough, mm -hmm. then it will pay off. That's true in, in certain things. And then in other things, like you just said, BNI only works for certain industries. It really and, it, does. and it works incredible for certain industries. And then for others, it just doesn't work. Yeah. So, you know, Startup Nation, as you're listening right now, what networking groups are you in right now mm -hmm. that have not been working for you? Yep. How long have you been in it? And is it too long? Is it time to call your loss, cut your losses, right? To take a loss on the investment but stop losing your time. There you go. Because your time is more valuable than anything. It's the one thing that's irreplaceable in this life. Yep. Would you agree with that? Oh, 100%. Another strategy is needed. If this ain't working after eight months, it's time for a new strategy. Move on. You gave it the best you can. It's Got time it. to move on. Believe me. I was, in, I was uh, the applications champion. I was the this. I was the head of this. It didn't matter. You were moving up the ranks. Oh, you know? yeah. So I, I think, you know, Startup Nation, listen to Diane's wisdom bomb right there because that's a big one. It's like, what are you involved in right now that's not working and you're hoping it will and you're riding on the hope, but you're actually burning through funds and you're burning through time, cut your losses, move into something that's going to work for you. That's going to propel you and your business forward quickly, go. right? Yep. Cool. So Diane, uh, describe to us the biggest fail that you had before making the 100K in your opinion, fail, setback, mistake, whatever you want to call it. So first of all, uh, I want to say something, a positive spin on something is I never think I fail at anything. To me, it's just a learning experience and I haven't succeeded yet. Mm -hmm. I, I don't ever say, oh, I'm a failure. Oh, Got I it. failed. Oh man. Nope. It's damn, I didn't get that yet. Why didn't I get you know that person to do this? Why, why didn't I make this? Why didn't, you know, so it's always, what didn't I do to make that work? Do, I don't, do I don't use the word Do you beat yourself failure. up like when that happens, when one of those things happen? Because that's intense language that you're using right now. Is like, dang, why didn't it work? Why didn't I do this? Right, I am. I'm very hard on myself uh, because I know I can do it. I have such a fire burning, and when I have that fire burning, nothing puts it out. Mm. So I do have a lot of things that I'm not strong in. As you know, I'm not good in, in technology. <laughs> so in those uh, you know parts of my life that I need very much in this day and age, that holds me back sometimes. But then my people skills is tremendous. Mm. So that helps propel me, you know, to keep going forward. So I, not using the word fail, but 
I would say that what happened was is because I came from an environment where I was just helping people all the time, I'm now in an environment where it is a sales position, and that's what I thought literally it was in the beginning. So I was literally running around trying to sell to everybody, constantly trying to sell, just like everybody hates. Everybody can't stand when you walk into the department store and that person comes up to you and says, oh, good afternoon, sir. May I help you find something? Everybody says no. Thank you. No, thank you. I'm fine. I got it. Yeah, everybody does that, right? That's right. It's the same thing with insurance. If someone says, hey, hey, what are you doing? Hey, I'm an insurance person. Oh, excuse me, I got to go up to the, uh, you know, get an appetizer. Everybody wants to move away from that person. That's so true. So and here yet, I am. And yet they keep using the same strategy. I know, I know, I know. So, and here exactly I was selling. Yeah. It was terrible. I mean, it, it, it was so bad. So that was a big, you know, fall on my face. I picked myself up and keep going, but because I didn't understand yet, mm. this is my second year. Yeah. What was it? What was uh, a ex- uh, story or something that you could break down where you had that aha moment in that that this isn't working? I gotta stop. Like, did something happen? Was it traumatic? Like, what what brought you to that 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 uh, aha moment? So. Being in the, a civil servant my whole life, I told you, I'm a really good listener. And I also have this uh, great capability where people feel very comfortably talking to me about their most personal secrets. Yeah. All right. I don't know why, I but they that. do. Okay. Uh, sometimes, uh, you know, I feel like I, I could be a nun or something. People <laughs> just want to talk to me or priest. I don't know what it is, but they love to talk to me. So, so they do confession with you. Exactly. That's and I my didn't other ask. podcast, Broken I Catholic. know. We'll yeah. talk. We'll go on that one. We'll talk about that <laughs> another time. But so while I'm speaking with people in their homes, one-to-one, maybe with a husband and wife or just one and we're talking about things, you know, people would just keep explaining diseases they had or injuries, illnesses, and they really didn't understand which Medicare plan would help them. And could I please explain it? I can't tell you how many times people would say that. Could you explain it? Could you explain it? And probably over 300 times people were saying that to me, and it was not, it was just not lighting the light bulb. And finally, one person, uh, their mom was dying of cancer, mm. and she literally had less than three months to live. And they begged me to please help them find a plan that she could be on that could help save them from bankruptcy. And I knew going into that that I would lose money on the deal because I would enroll them in a plan, get a commission. But when that person died, the insurance carrier was going to take that money back for me. Mm. So I have no problem doing things like that. I do it all the time because it's the right thing to do. And I took the time to explain it to them. And they were so happy, and I don't know. I don't know if it was just that situation, or finally, after three hundred times of banging your head against the wall, it occurred to me, oh my gosh, if I would just educate these people, it's then I'm not selling it. So that was it. I finally realized that selling is ridiculous. I hate salespeople. Mm. Why the hell am I selling to people? And that's what I was doing for two years. It was ridiculous. So I finally said, oh my god, that's all I need to do is educate people about Medicare. And I really think that that'll be it. And that was it. From then on, when I started to meet people, I put together you know, a questionnaire for myself and a, and a plan on how to approach people. 
and I would ask them questions and then they would give me the answers and then I would start educating them about the different Medicare plans and what my recommendation was. Mm. And people were just like, thank you so much. I understand that now. Mm. I want to go with your recommendation. And it, it just kept happening. I want, I want to go with your recommendation. And then they wanted to do business with you? Exactly. Exactly. And, and uh, I was closing, and I'm using that term so people out there understand that I don't feel like I do that anymore whatsoever. I, I, as a matter of fact, one of my, my lines is I educate, I don't sell. That is exactly what I do now. But for all of you listening, especially in sales, there's so many different ways people sell. Don't sell anymore. Educate people about your service, about your product. Oh, my God, I can't even tell you the difference it made. I, I close at like 99.9% now. Wow. I, I'm not kidding. And I hate to even use the word close, but that's for you listeners. Right. Because you, you need to close. You convert at 99.9%. I do. I convert. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. You're welcome. Yeah. Yeah, that's huge, Diane. Right? Game changer, uh, Startup Nation. Listen to what Diane's saying right there. That's like so powerful. And it applies to whatever industry you're in. Because if you're an, an owner of a company, if you're an entrepreneur and you got to do it on your own, you are out there selling, right? Yeah, that's that's, that's what it comes down to, whether you like it or not. It's what you're doing. Now, there's two ways of doing it. There's the ugly way, the way that you hate, right? That Diane described, that she hated, yeah. right? The person that comes across salesy, that's aggressive, that's pushy, and trying to convert you, right? Uh, there's an old saying I really like. It's... Don't try to convert someone who doesn't want to be converted. Uh, ain't that the truth? It's so true because yeah. it's not going to work. It's just going to piss them off, right? Instead, educate them on what's missing in their life that they could have. Yeah, there you go. Right? Educate yeah. them on that. Then they go, well, I want that. Oh, great. Well, here's how you do it. It's, it's and I just can help you with right it. in front yeah. of your face. And, you know, it's just for some reason it just doesn't click for most entrepreneurs no, it doesn't. in sales. They think they have to sell. There's all this competition. There are a lot of companies, they have quotas. They have this and that. I said, that's why I said the hell with that. Started my own business because there is no such thing as quotas for me. It's, it's paying the bills. Love it. And it's all about educating. As a matter of fact, I do so much speaking, especially during Medicare season, for free. I don't charge any seniors to go speak in their communities. Uh, I've spoken at national conferences and when it's to speak to senior citizens, I don't charge them. I educate them. And that's what your podcast is all about, correct? That's exactly what it's all Medicare about. Medicare Nation. It's yeah. free education about mm -hmm. Medicare. Yep. And I continue that when I'm on the road and people call me to come speak to their community, to their church, uh, at their company. I love to speak. I'm a professional speaker. Uh, if you want to you know, contact me to speak about something else, you know, I'm happy and I'll charge you. But if you want me to come and speak to your community or your family or whatever it's going to be about Medicare, I don't charge anybody. I come to educate. That's wow. what I do. That's powerful. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. What's the best business advice that you received before making $100,000? Ah, scratch that. What's okay. the best business advice you've ever received, Diane? Uh, the best business advice I ever received uh, was to get going and start that podcast. Really? Why? Start it. Like why specifically? That is exactly what led me to get a hundred thousand dollars last year. That is specifically what helped do it. How so? 
Like, break, give us the, the brief so to, before So the breakdown is, I gave you a little before. So I told you how I changed my whole mentality. Mm-hmm. No more selling, educating. Got it. And that's great. Okay, I'm in Florida. Uh, you know, there's over, you know, 3 million people here that need to be on Medicare. You know, and if I even got, you know, 1% of that, that's like unbelievable, right? But I told you there's over 46,000 licensed life and health agents here in Florida. How the hell do I get to the top of that mm. and make myself available so people know who I am? So I said, well, I could write a book. And I did. I wrote a book about Medicare. Trust me, it's not on any bestseller list whatsoever. None. Not even the Diane Daniels bestsellers list. All right, It's not. <laughs> but I am a published author. Do you want to know how many doors that opened for me? I mean... No door has ever closed when I call and I ask if uh, I would like to be able to speak at a certain facility or at a certain conference. Everybody says yes. Before, if I called a community, a senior community, to ask if I could come in and speak, they would say, nah, nah, we're all set. We already had someone in here. They already talked about Medicare. Thanks. Goodbye. Hang on. I could hardly ever get in unless it was a referral. From someone who lived there and said, oh, this woman is really nice. She helped me. She's, you know, you got it. So now I can just pick up the phone and say, hi, this is Diane Daniels. I'm the author of Medicare Nation. I would like to come and speak to your community about Medicare. When would you like to come? (laughs) That easy? It was that easy. So not easy to write the book, but I was on the right track. See, I changed my strategy. Stopped all that networking like crazy. Mm. You know, five different, you know, joining five different things. That whole year, no time to write, stopped B&I, stopped the other networking except for one, more time, wrote my book, got it published, opened the door. Spoke more, spoke at conferences. Now I'm learning about podcasting, and I'm like, oh, man, this is like the Holy Grail. Mm. I mean, you know, yeah, the book is on Amazon. The book is on barnesandnobles.com. Okay, people can find it, but really, who the hell wants to write a book about Medicare, right? Unless you're really on Medicare, right? <laughs> so why not have a podcast? I could reach anybody in the world now. Yeah. And now I can educate many more people a day than whoever's searching, you know, for a book on Medicare. Not, I, not a mistake at all. The best thing I could have done. I'm in this step of progression, and the podcast just blew open the doors. Mm. How long did it take to, like, the growth? Give us the growth of that podcast. Like, So it's not even the growth. Okay. okay. So first of all, I'm a speaker. Mm-hmm. I know Jack in regards to technology involved with microphones and software. I'm telling you people, I'm terrible. I literally hired everybody to do everything. I did the talking. Mm. I outsourced for the editing. I outsourced for the uh, writing the show notes. I outsourced uh, for everything to put it on uh, iTunes. All I did was speak. So what would you say is your superpower? My superpower. Is it the is, speaking? It's definitely my, my – no, it's my people skills. Mm. Uh, I understand people. I understand body language. Uh, I understand people's emotions. So I, I just have really – Good, excellent people skills. Yeah. Yeah. Call that emotional intelligence, right? EQ. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, I like it. But anyway, so once I started the podcast, because I literally just jumped in, and when somebody taught me how to hit the record button and how to hit the stop button and send the file, I was on. 
Mm. And once that got put on iTunes, it is now, to this day, and it's uh, two years later now, the only regular show about Medicare in the whole world. Are you kidding? Nope. There are some so financial. So you own, you own the space. I own it. I own it. Wow. There are uh, two financial advisors who dabble mm-hmm. with Medicare, which they shouldn't be doing. <laughs> if they're a financial advisor, stick to advising people about their finances, okay? But other than that, I am. You know, I that's such a huge competitive advantage. So Startup Nation, listen to this advice, right, that Diane did. So she's out there doing the networking thing that we all do, right, the business events, the networking. Hey, what do you do? Here's my card, et cetera, et cetera, right? And then you get the spam emails and all that other stuff, right? And she's saying that's not working for her. Right. It's occurring. She's selling. She's got to be aggressive. We all hate it. She hated it. Right. You hate it as you're doing it right now. You're probably scheduled tomorrow at some event. You have to go network. Right. And you don't want to go. Take this advice, Diane, saying and it's like make yourself stand out. So first off, eliminate, free up your time right from all these networking groups that aren't paying off, that aren't working for you. Free up that time and do something that will put you ahead of your entire marketplace, give you that massive visibility and authority in in that space that you're in, right? So write a book, publish a book. That's that's a long one, right? That that's could take a while. One. My first book, I hired a coach to, to help me, and that took me six weeks, but it was an intense six weeks. It was yeah. all in six weeks. That's a long, that's a short amount of time, but it was intense, right? Um, the average person takes about a year, right, to write a book, okay? You know how long did it take you? Uh, 90 days. 90 but days. write an article, folks. Okay. Okay? Um, I don't care if you're an electrician. I don't care if you're a carpet cleaner. I don't care if you're selling refrigerators. Whatever your job is, your occupation, write an article about you, what you do. So publish content. Yeah, just write an article. Start creating. And then get online, Get go to Facebook, and type in um, electricians. All kinds of pages are going to come up. Put in plumbing. Uh, it, all kinds of pages are going to, you know, get up there. Find that person who has a blog, all right, who's utilizing content. Send them an email. Twitter, okay. G- g- the best way to get someone quick is Twitter, and they just say, "Hey, man, I'm an electrician too. Here, I got a great article. You should put this on on your site so people can learn about Christmas trees, you know, and, and the lights and how it affects, you know, Christmas trees burning or whatever." You know, just take that step, man. Nobody's doing that. How many electricians do you think are writing an article about something and then they're trying to uh, find a, a person as a blog and send it to them to put it on their site? Nobody, folks, okay? Nobody's doing that. That's how you do things differently. Mm. So you don't have to sit there. You don't have to write a book, okay? Just write an article about something you know about and then get someone out there to publish it, whether it's on a blog, whether it's in a newspaper. I am now the go-to Medicare person for three national journalists hmm. okay my favorite one robert powell look him up folks a huge journalist fantastic guy okay who's also a financial advisor and does for wealth with money with usa today new york times wall street journal i am his go-to for medicare and we've collaborated on like four articles together so just write something about what you know about and find someone to post it for you Startup Nation, uh, Diane Daniels here is the owner and founder of Medicare Nation, and she has a podcast that's worldwide right now, and it is the only podcast 
on the whole Medicare space, the Medicare education in the world right now. She's dominating. She's the authority. She's landing high-profile guests, right? She is content contributor for some well-known journalists across the country. She's doing it, and she's giving you the how-to secrets. Here's how she did it. And it's these bootstrap, hustle type of strategies that are the very things you're missing right now in your business. You're trying to do it the way everybody else does it, and you're getting the same results everybody else gets, which is why you're one of the 90% who are struggling to make your first $100,000. Here's how you get over it. So Diane is sharing those strategies right now. Diane, I love that. Okay. That was like no. so simple, so powerful, yeah. like just awesome. All right, what is share with us one of your daily habits that helps you to get to where you are right now. So I really had to do this because I am definitely one of these people that would fall to just like check in the social media thing all day long. Mm. Okay, I mean, social media is just like huge. It's addictive. It's uh, a drug. It is. And if you go outside, if you're like in sort of a, a city environment, if you look, just looked out your window right now and you, you watch the people on the street, probably over 50% of them are looking at their phone while they're walking. They're plugged into they're the, totally the matrix. They're totally plugged in. Okay. Yeah. It is addictive, and I totally could be doing that all day long, especially being an entrepreneur. Okay. Gotcha. So what's the daily so habit? So the daily habit is I wake up. I wake up about 6 a.m., and I put immediately I have my alarm on for an hour and a half. 7.30, it rings. I'm done with social media. So I do my emails. I do my Twitter. I do uh, any of my podcast sites. All the info I got to do on social media, hour and a half, done. And I put it away. Got to get going. Get back to work. Got to get going to other stuff. On, you know, work on the business. So that's that's a big thing that I do now, that I would not have done, you know, three years ago. So I'm so challenged by that, right? Mm -hmm. Because it's the opposite of uh, what many entrepreneurs do. Like, and when I say many, I mean like ones that where it's working for them, right? They say leave social media to like the end of the day, right? Because it's so distracted. You actually start your day like plugged into the matrix and with all of that, how do you discipline yourself to not get caught up in all that, those shiny object distractions and then focus and get back to work after exactly an hour and a half? Well, again, when you're an entrepreneur, you got to pay your bills. Yeah. All right. So y you have got to be working on your business. You, you can't be working in your business. Okay. Like I was doing that whole first year. So working on your business means you have to have a plan. You have to be focused and you got to be disciplined. So working in social media in that world for an hour and a half is long enough. Okay. So I have two podcast shows. I have my own business. I've got to answer emails, all things like that. So all that gets done an hour and a half. As soon as that alarm goes off, Mm. I'm disciplined now. It's off. That's it. And I'm on my way now. Now I got other things to do. I got to call clients. I, I'm hitting the road. I've got lots of other things I got to do. Let me ask you this question, just getting real. For those of our audience in Startup Nation who are not naturally disciplined like you are, would you recommend that they start with social media or would you recommend they maybe finish with social media or something different? So again, you know, a lot of things are going to depend on um, on their work habits in the morning or what time do they get up? So me, me you know, forcing myself to get up at six o'clock with the alarm going off. Uh, I'm up. It's early riser. You know, it's the old Ben Franklin saying, right? Early to bed, early rise makes a man wise, right? Mm -hmm. Healthy and wise. So uh, I like that. And that's why I'm doing it because I can get a lot more done. It's very quiet first thing in the morning. And then after I'm finished with that, I take my dogs for a walk. 
So now I'm walking for a half hour. I'm getting exercise. I'm clearing my mind of the social media. All of that is just, you know, mm. blowing that out. So I take it my daily walk every morning for 30 minutes. Okay. See, that's a huge important step, right? Because uh, uh. that literally lets everything just fade away. Yep. yep. Otherwise, your brain's racing. Oh, yeah. I am that type of person. Got I know it. you are too, Joseph. Yeah. Uh, it's a lot of New that Yorkers don't like that. That was the gap yeah. I was missing. There Thanks for sharing that. Okay, cool. What is your favorite uh, website, app, or digital resource and why? LinkedIn. LinkedIn, for, why? Uh, for professionals, okay? So LinkedIn, I don't think it's utilized enough with people. You know, everybody talks about Facebook, and I'm not, and Facebook is important, but LinkedIn is for professionals in my service uh, and with the podcast and, you know, looking for people to be on the podcast and working with people and journalists and all kinds of things like that. That's where you find all the gold nuggets is on LinkedIn. Hmm. Got it. Okay, cool. Yeah. And uh, you and I are actually, you're going to consult me after this on how to work LinkedIn powerfully because honestly, I suck at it. Yeah. See? Yeah. You, that's, what, that's one of my... Uh, Missing <laughs> pieces right now. Got it. <laughs> one of your puzzle pieces. <laughs> That's one of my puzzle pieces. Okay, Diane, uh, this is my favorite part of the show. We're going to move into the hustle round. This is where I ask you 12 quick fire questions. You'll have about three seconds to answer each. Don't overthink it. First thing that comes to you. Are you ready? Ready. Here we go. What is your favorite sound? Uh, the waves, the ocean. Mm, love that. What's your least favorite sound? Babies crying. <laughs> When you were a child, what did you want to be when you grew up? A veterinarian. What are you most afraid of, Diane? Nuclear war. And nu I know, now it's even worse because with this whole freaking North Korea thing, right? <laughs> Nuclear war. Okay, <laughs> that's an original answer. Uh, oof. Gotcha. What did you spend way too much time doing your first year in business? Networking. <laughs> Networking groups. Got it. What secret fear do you have about people? I don't trust people. That, that kind of does that to you when you're a cop for 24 years. I, I don't trust people. So talking to people, you know, I got to figure out if I feel they're sincere, if they're real. Got it. Yeah. So being a police officer all these years. Yeah, yeah, I get that. That makes sense. What do you wish you had learned way sooner in business? So that if something isn't working in probably two weeks, change your strategy and try something else. So cut your losses, get out early, Startup Nation. Yeah, start early. What is a new habit you want to form, Diane? I want to understand technology better. <laughs> I told you I, I could know. help you today. Yeah, we you're going to be helping with technology. We would have <laughs> traded services. Uh, what is a bad habit you'd like to break? I curse a lot. Got it. I do. Pick three words to describe who you are now. Honest, loving, and supportive. Got it. Pick three three words to describe who you were your first year in business. Exhausting, scared, gullible. <laughs> Imagine sometime in the distant future, and there you are standing in front of your tombstone. Read to us what it says on it. Believer. Go-getter, friend. That's awesome. And Diane, if you could come back to life and tell your family and friends only one piece of advice, what would you say to them? Live every day like it's your last day on this earth. Got it. Bam. Diane, what's the best way for our listeners at Startup Nation to get in touch with you? At Medicare Nation, Twitter is always the best way. 
Uh, you can reach me on the website. It's www.themedicarenation.com. I have contact information. And just like I tell my listeners on the show, Joseph, if they ask me a question that I can answer in one paragraph, I'm happy to answer it. I answer all my emails in one paragraph. And this is how I make the $100,000. I finally said on the air, if I can't answer it in one paragraph, folks, that means I got to do research. I got to charge you money. So call me and I will be your consultant. And guess what? People started calling me and I started consulting for Medicare and getting paid for it. And but that is from the podcast. That's what I was telling you. The podcast broke the doors open mm. to lead to that $100,000. I love that. You know, that's just given me an idea to do with my other podcast there is how to just break right into the coaching. Love it. Break it. Love it. Diane, thanks for joining us today. And I wish you peace, love, and superpowers. Thanks, Joseph. You're welcome. Head over to first100k.com for even more tools, tactics, and tricks that you can use to go from A to 100K. I'm Joseph Warren, and you were made for greatness. So stop being a wuss and start being a winner. (laughs) 